guess what your daddy is here he is here he is here he is here he is here can you bring it up all day he is here he is here oh sing excitedly this morning Mount Zion not the mountain that the people of Israel could not approach not the mountain that was that erupted in fire and brimstone that the people of Israel could not approach even Moses said he quaked oh we are on Mount Zion approachable we are in the presence of God approachable we are in the beauty of holiness approachable. We are before the living God. And before this living God, we are to obtain. Today we obtain. This day we obtain. And the Bible says we should approach. We should come boldly to the throne of grace. It says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain that we may obtain mercy and grace for help in time of need listen child of God you are in the presence of your father that song says he has come he's here because of you and you know what is lifting the veil he's lifting the veil and he's revealing his hand in this service today he's revealing his hand can you celebrate your father celebrate the king of kings the lion of the tribe of judah he was he's not called the lion for form he's called the lion because he prevailed he's called the lion because he overcame he couldn't have gotten that appellation lion of the tribe of judah if he did not overcome he could be called the lion of the tribe of judah because he overcame he overcame he overcame was it for himself he overcame for you and i therefore i am an overcomer can you shout i overcome oh can you shout i overcome can you shout i overcome oh can you put this no this vibe into it can you do this way i overcome oh can you do it again i overcome ah, can you be expressive this morning i overcome hallelujah i have the sure word from the lord unto us just standing there i had clearly the storm is over the storm is over i dare to declare this morning unto god's people ah myself inclusive 
the storm is over the storm is over I declare peace I declare peace over the storms of life peace God's people you are returning like 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 those victorious four lepers they went out not knowing what their lot will be they said it could be two things it's either the Syrian will keep us as prisoners of war or that God will just show up he said if we stay here we'll die but why don't we take that step tell your neighbor take that step oh take that step and they said let's take that step let's go to the camp of the enemy can you imagine going to the camp of the ones that want to devour you listen that is what your story is going to be the same place where you have been rejected you will go and you'll be accepted I'm declaring by prof the spirit of prophecy this morning that your weak steppings, like those of the lepers, hey, we vibrate this week, this month. Anywhere you take those steps to, anywhere you take those legs to, you will get there and they'll begin to say, We've been looking for you. We rejected you in error. We said no in error. Today we disapproved in error. But today we are approving. So today we are accepting you today we are accepting you today we are admitting you that shall be your lot peace in your storm in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus oh thank you father thank you love thank you Jesus God does not joke with his word his word to us is that we will thrive and listen we will thrive we will thrive in the midst of difficulties we will thrive in the name of Jesus Father thank you let your word be passed seamlessly let us oh God find a mate in every one of us this morning in the name of Jesus we all shall be blessed in Jesus name hallelujah hallelujah sweet Simon's God bless you can you appreciate the grace of God upon God's servants we love you sweet Simon instrumentalist God bless you the oil will keep flowing in the name of Jesus amen and amen Hallelujah. Amen. God is good. He will never abandon. He will never forsake. He doesn't call the house of Jacob to seek him in vain. He doesn't call and live in the middle of battle. For you to face it all. And when it appears that you are alone in it, it only appears so because it never left. From the first moment you found yourself in the midst of battle, it was there with you. And it has not left you. Neither has it abandoned you. I believe I'm speaking to someone this morning. It might appear that He's not there with you. 
It's just an appearance that is deceptive. If you'll be sensitive enough, you will see the imprint of his fingers. If you'll be sensitive enough, you, you will see the whisperings of his spirit, or you will hear the whisperings of a spirit. Nothing, spe- nothing supernatural happened when there was half quake, when there was rumbling, when Elijah was praying on the mountain. The supernatural happened through the still small voice. Somebody will say, ah, what could be more supernatural than earthquake? Be, 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 be. What could be more supernatural like thunder? Bah. For as long as those things did not attend to the matter at and as far as Elijah was concerned, it was not supernatural yet. It's supernatural when the mountains are moved. Listen, it's not about noises, it's about the voice of the Lord. Will someone listen to the voice of the Lord this morning? Will someone allow the voice of the Lord to leave an imprint in his heart or in her heart this morning? Will someone allow that still small voice to penetrate this morning? And may somebody pick the assurance from that still small voice, the assurance of peace. 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 Hallelujah. And for us to enjoy this assurance of peace, for us actually not to miss out in what God is doing, Look, Elijah would have missed out if he underplayed the still small voice. The Bible kept saying there was earthquake. God was not there. Thundering, God was not there. God was not there. I've been to the mountain for great crusade and uh, wonderful things and... uh, Everywhere was in what was everywhere was 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 in disarray because God's power came down. But my matter has remained the same. For you, God was not there. For others, God could be there, but that wasn't what God wanted to pass across. That wasn't the channel through which God wanted to pass across his message. God was not there in the earthquake. There is a man that knows a man that knows a man that will help me fix it. I've been given that, uh, uh, his, his contact. I will meet him. I will do that. Oh, he has asked me to come and all of that. I, oh, eh, eh, eh. And then you got disappointed because God was not there. Where is God? Therefore, the still, small voice. Can you be careful enough this morning? To listen for that still small voice because it's coming again this morning. Therefore, I titled this message one message. 
one message. So the still small voice this morning is saying, take to heart this one message. Acts chapter 20 from verse 17. Here was Paul, the restless apostle of Jesus Christ. Who went about preaching the message of Christ, especially to the Gentiles. And oftentimes he will meet with oppositions. At times they will even want to kill. At times they will throw him out. You know. But undaunted, he will simply leave and go elsewhere. He was never, never discouraged. He had been sent packing again out of Macedonia. But being a relentless person, he just had to come back. He had done great work in Ephesus. And then was passing through, got to Miletus and said, the people in Ephesus, I might likely not see them again. Because about that time, his face was straight on to Jerusalem. He said, I might not see them again. Let me be, being close to where they are, let, let me seize this opportunity to have my last chat with him. And he gave his valedictory as a well message unto them. He asked them, the elders, to come over to Miletus to come and meet him. And when they met him, he told them this. And from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. Verse 18. Rock me now, please help me today, please. And when they were come to him, he said unto them, uh, Can you please bring up NLT version, please? NLT version. Thank you. When they arrived, he declared, You know that from the day I set foot in the province of Asia until now, verse 19, I have done the Lord's work humbly, and with many tears I have endured the trials that came to me from the plot of the Jews. 20. I never shrank back from telling you what you needed to hear, either publicly or in your homes. There's something you need to hear this morning. The still small voice has a message for you this morning. Don't let it slip off your hand. I have had one message. Somebody say one message. I have had one message for Jews and Greeks alike. What is the message? The necessity of repenting from sin. <laughs> Why is repentance coming the second time in seven days? Why is repenting coming the second time in seven days? Why is it coming the second time in seven days? For those of us who were here last Sunday, those of us who watched online, Remember that the message centered around repentance. So if it's coming the second time, the still small voice is saying, pay attention. Pay attention. I have had one message for Jews and Greeks alike, the necessity of repenting from sin. And turning to God 
So something is key about repentance. It is not just to mourn over our inadequacies, infirmities, iniquities, sin. It is to do that and to turn to God. To turn to what God stands for. Let me quickly say this. Repentance is in two forms. Repentance unto salvation is one. Wherein an unbeliever hears the good news about Jesus, accepts and becomes born again. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that those who believe in him should not perish but have eternal life. The message of salvation. The message that says in Adam all men dies. Dies. Dies, not died, dies. And that's because even the child that will be delivered tomorrow in Adam he or she has died. So by default, mankind coming to earth will die at birth. Can you imagine being born to die? Default. Because of what Adam did. But in Christ Jesus, all have been made alive. First Corinthians chapter 15. Oh, something's ringing in my heart. I just shelled now. All men die. You should be all men die. If it is plural men, then it should be die. Okay, man dies, men die. So please pardon me. Hallelujah. But my point is, not died, not in the past. Because until this present time is rolled away, until tomorrow, man born in, on, into the half, will be born dead in Adam. Through repentance, the dead man can come alive after receiving Christ Jesus. Congratulations unto all of us who have Christ in our heart because we have passed from death to life. He that has the Son has life. That's one form of repentance. Passing from death to life. There is this other form of repentance. And for those of us who have gone through Christian foundational class one, we will understand very well what this is about. Repentance from dead works. Now the first repentance takes you to Christ and separates you from first Adam and the channel and line of perdition and translate you to the channel and line of life and eternal bliss. Another point, it's the spirit that gets born again. The soul requires constant washing because the soul had been subjected to all manner of influences over time. 
environment, family background, association. So someone who found himself in the environment of parents that smoke cigarettes, for instance, or that are addicted to alcohol, and very early in life, the child has started doing the same. And suddenly God born again. The spirit will get born again, but it will have to fight to get broken from the hold of addiction. We have a wonderful pastor, emeritus pastor now. That's a pastor, Jufo. Before he became born again, he was hooked onto Hakwa. Ah, the man said it was so bad that if he was traveling on the highway and um, saw the billboard of a bottle of beer with the sweat on it, he said, any available any available store where you could get the bear, it will stop and buy. He said he was born again, but the addiction was still there. At what realm was that happening? At the realm of the soul. At the realm of the soul. He was born again, but at the realm of the soul. That was a battle. And he kept battling that. Then the day of his deliverance was the day he was going for home cell. He said, prior to that time, he said, apart from billboard attracting him, he said, if he should pass by and should have a sniff of beer around, he would trace and then he said, when he eventually gets there, he will look around. Hope nobody is seeing me. Remember, born again. Nobody must see him. He will look around and the moment he's sure that nobody was seen, pew. He said, he would drown them. He said, this fateful day, he was passing by. He looked around as usual, went in. And as he was stepping out, he met an home cell member. Just at, he said it was like the heart should open up and swallow him. And he said that was the end of the addiction. We have believers who can't take their eyes off anything in sketch. Well, in those days, sketch. Now, in uh, tight feet. Um, Aha. Uh-huh. You see their head dangling like um, the fan of an Igbo man. Somebody told me the story of the fan of an Igbo man. He said, have you ever wondered why? My Igbo folks, we are, we are better people. We are better people. Okay? It's just a joke. The person said, do you know why the fan of an typical Igbo man will always give sound? He said, because all the parts are from different sources. So you see the man, the head turning around, born again. The problem is that the realm of the soul. 
What do we do? Romans chapter 12 verse 1. Romans chapter 12 verse 1. Because this is the one message. You want peace. This is the one man. They've still small voices. Take and pay attention to this. Again, coming the second time in seven days. Pay attention to I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the message of the Lord, that you present whose responsibility is this? Your responsibility, my responsibility. When you got born again, it was God's responsibility to make it happen. Hallelujah. Your, your salvation was midwifed by the Holy Spirit. You got convinced and convicted of sin, and then you came. You just presented yourself. But the surgical operation was done by the Holy Spirit. You didn't do it. You just discovered this joy flooding into your heart. And you add this peace. But to deliver yourself, the second repentance that I'm talking about, repentance from dead works, as we have it in Hebrews chapter 12, uh, chapter, uh, chapter 6, and verse 1. You have to do this. And Paul, he said, I beseech you, I'm appealing, I'm begging you. He has to use beseech because this can send you off the track of salvation and can get you into trouble. By the message of God that ye present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2. Be not conformed. Still your responsibility. God will fold his hands and watch as you do all this. He won't do it for you. Be, conformed, be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Be ye transformed. Somebody says transformed. Can you preach to your neighbor? Be transformed. Transformation happens to the soul. Regeneration happens to the spirit. Regeneration happens to the spirit and is done by the Lord. Transformation must happen through you. Yes, you have the help. Because that's why it's called the help. You have the help of the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit won't force you. How will the transformation happen? By the renewing of your mind, a whole lot has settled over the years into your mind. In fact, it has taken root down. It's been bearing fruit. It has taken root down. It's been bearing fruit. And you have cried and labored. And you say, after I'm born again, why am I still living like an unbeliever? Who will deliver me from this flesh? Of corruption, like Paul will say. It's by renewing of the mind. That you may prove that what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Now there is this potent agent that helps in the renewal of the mind. It is the water of the word of God. When you expose yourself to the water of the word of God, you keep having an erosion of that which has been planted and uh, has uh, festered within. You have the erosion of the same and the casting out of the same. The water of the word. Continual washing by the water of the word. We have that in Ephesians chapter 5. Continual washing by the water of the word. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, 
And that is why it's essential for a child of God to be baptized in the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. When you pray in the Spirit all of the time, you have the, you, you, you submit yourself onto the ministry of the Holy Spirit and you allow him to pass through as it were and do some washing for you as well. When you take time to pray in the Holy Ghost, there is no way you will pray in the Holy Ghost and um, those flies with their dirty appendages will alight on your soul to cause you to sin. Because you would have generated fire. Have you seen the housefly perching on a burning stove? When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you kindle fire. No thoughts from the pit of hell can stay. There's nothing you can do about thoughts from the pit of hell. They will keep crisscrossing. But you can do something about they perching on your soul. Root out any tree that's been with you before you got born again. Root it throughout by renewal of your mind. Let the water of the world do it for you. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit do it for you. Submit yourself to the authority of the word of God. Submit yourself to the authority of the Holy Spirit. And then you will be able to do that second repentance. Repentance from dead works. Those dead works have been there from ages, but they can be rooted out. And you see, these are relative, relative. What you're battling with will not necessarily be what I've been battling with. But like I said, when the power of the Holy Spirit takes over, the man becomes a completely changed person. Yesterday, you know, we fasted and um, I was to go home. And I said, okay. I just remembered I needed to fix something in the car. And I said, ah, will I be able to hold this hunger? I said, let me get fast food somewhere, no, at least to hold the hunger. And I saw a joint, and I go there, and I hit. And the man, the woman, told me the price. From the moment I was to give the money to pay, I felt within me that um, the woman did not... Give me the right price. I, 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 I felt within me, but I just jettisoned. But that thought never left me. I got to where I was to fix my vehicle. The thought never left me. I brought out my food to eat. It was like, ah, you are eating the food that was underpriced. Ah. I now sat down. I stopped. And by myself, I began, okay, she sold this for this amount. She's, oh, ah. I left after my car was fixed. But listen to me. I had in my heart, it doesn't matter, it is favor of God. Where did that come from? I'm talking about what happened to me yesterday. I had in my heart, no problem, it's the favor of God. That's how God favors. And I almost gave in to that. But when what I was eating was like 
sand in my mouth. I knew it was the Holy Spirit. I said, Holy Spirit, I know what you are saying. I will do the needful. I went back. The moment the woman saw me, she jumped on her feet and said, Ha! I made the mistake. I said, Yes, that's why I'm here. Listen. I gave Jesus joy over my action. I gave that woman reason to believe that Jesus truly changes life. There are times you need not open your mouth to talk about Jesus. Your action will speak about him. I gave her the overage and I left. And come and see this peace that settled within me. Repentance from dead works, relative. Was that always like that? Mm-mm. Maybe four, five, seven, eight, ten years ago, I would have rejoiced over gaining some amount. But look here, you get to a point in life, some things you will be unsettled in certain matters that other people will find to be okay. And that's because we have grown in the spirit. Repentance from dead works. Let those who have ears hear what the Spirit is saying. Identify what you need to repent from. And here, let's go back to Acts chapter 20. And I think verse, verse 19 now. Paul said, one message he had preached. He had said, that's what I've been preaching all over Asia. No other message. Repentance. I think it's verse 18, verse 18 please. Verse 18. Or will it be 17? I want us to read where he wrote repentance. Verse 17, please. Oh, okay. Okay. But when we... Verse 20 then. Should be verse 20. Oh, fine. 21. I have had one message for Jews and Greeks. I like the necessity of repenting from sin and turning to God. Turning to God. Turning to God. And the second one, and of having faith in our Lord Jesus. Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 1, again. The foundational doctrine of Christ, the first two. Can you please bring it up? Therefore, living the principle of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on unto perfection. Not laying again the foundation of what? Repentance from dead works and of faith toward God. The message of Paul in Acts chapter 20 and verse 21. Repentance and faith. Somebody say repentance and faith. Can you please talk to your neighbor? That one message is repentance and faith. Faith. Faith by which we walk with God. Faith by which we please the Lord. Faith. And I'm commissioned this morning to announce to someone in this house and listening to me that the season wherein we are as a nation 
When people are crying and howling over difficulties in the land, I have this announcement for us of all, for us all, that we are not going to live a subsistent life. We will live in overflow. In this season, the Lord is going to make many entrepreneurs out of this house. The Lord is going to bring up and lift people to position of authority in the order of Joseph. The Lord will set people in places of influence such that you become employer of labor and you will feed many. You will build and people will have will come under your roof for safety. You will open your storehouse and you ask people to go in and pick as many as they would because there is this assurance of restoration and replenishment. A continual flow that will never cease. That is a kind of visitation the Lord has for his people in those times. To assess that faith. Faith. If you have settled the matter about your relationship and intimacy with God, which, by the way, is tied to repentance. All right? You have an unhindered, unimpeded flow with God. The next thing is to walk by faith. Look at, you begin to try things that are beyond you and you will not be put to shame. Oh, these are the times not to do ordinary things. These are the times to attempt incredible things. Things that do not make sense. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I spoke about the four lepers when I started this message. How that Israel was besieged by the Syrian army. So much that Israel could not go out to purchase, to pick up food items. Cash in. And then it became so bad, the famine became so bad in Israel that they had nothing to eat. So bad that even the lepers were affected. And the lepers said, these are desperate times requiring desperate actions. Somebody in the house, listen to me. These are desperate times that require you taking desperate actions in faith, 
based on the word of God. Don't take desperate actions on the platform of deceit and corruption. Don't take desperate actions that will bring shame to the name of the Lord. I'm saying desperate actions in faith that when people hear about it, they will say, this can only be God. These are not the times when you do the regular. Because faith is not regular. Faith is not regular. Faith, most times, does not make sense. This is, these are the times you need to connect the, the spirit of faith. And we therefore having the spirit of faith. We speak. So, so these are times when you connect with the spirit of faith. Declare the words of the spirit of faith and take action. Repentance and faith towards God. Your responsibility therefore. Your responsibility your responsibility. Number one, in the area of decision. In the area of decision making. You have to take up responsibility in the area of decision making. Having laid the foundation of that one message. Repentance and faith towards God. Then your responsibility, my responsibility. Number one is to take decision. Take decision about repentance. And that's very essential. Take decision about turning away from what defiles and turn to God. If you are yet to give your life to Christ, I beseech you this morning to repent from the dead work of Adam and be translated to the light of Christ. If you are here this morning, you are battling with certain habits. I beseech you to please repent from search. Allow God's word today to root out those trees producing bitter fruits and then be transformed. Decision. I believe it's time to pray for a while. Can you please settle things with God even now? Settle things. All is bowed. Let's settle things with God. Tell the Lord, if, there are, if you have identified any area that you need to repent of, do it now. Do it now. If you are yet to give your life to Christ, as, while others are praying over dead works to repent of. You that is saying, I want to give my life to Christ and you are in the auditorium here, lift up your hands and let me pray with you while others are praying over other matters. You're saying, I want to give my heart to Jesus. 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 Up the gallery, anyone like that? 
Can't see any hand. Now settle matters with God. Those areas of your life that you know are not pleasing to the Lord. Repent now. Father, thank you. Lord, we bless your name. It is done. It is done. It is done. It is done. Hallelujah. 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 I want to tell you that there is power in sonship. In sonship, you have grace available. In sonship, you have inheritances to have, to handle. And that is why God calls you and I son. We are sons. And by virtue of sonship, we can make claim. We can lay claims. Hallelujah. Do you know that the prodigal son who left his father's presence, when he came to himself, and that's a typical case of repentance, he came to himself. He took a decision by himself. And then stood and went to his father. Now, he went to his father to beg to be a servant. But when the, this, the, the father would respond to his plea, because when he got to the presence of his father, he, he said, I have, I have sinned against you and the heavens. He said, just take me as one of your servants. The father replied. He said, take the robes. Get the fatted. Um, the, 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 uh, the fattened calf kill let's celebrate for this son of mine this son of mine even when he was lost the father was still waiting for his son the son saw himself less than the servants of his father but the father has kept him up in his heart as a son he never left that position the father was just waiting for him to come back and step into his position. You have repented. You are back in that position. You are. And listen, fatted calf is waiting. Hallelujah. The robe of the father is waiting. The signet of the father is waiting. The beauty of the father is waiting. I'm saying this morning that if you genuinely will walk in this newness of revelation, Ah, you will know the beauty of the Lord. Oh, you will know the grace of the Lord. Then take decision. About serving God. Your responsibility. Take decision. Repentance, take decision about serving God. Take decision. When you, are, when you serve the Lord, it's like you are circumcising your heart. Circumcising your heart. You, you are saying, I present my body as a living sacrifice. Holy. And I want to give you pleasure with the gift you have given to me. Serve the Lord. Take a decision. A woman took that decision. Shunammite woman took a decision. 
to be of service to the servant of God. And when she did that, God gave that decision a body. It was a decision to sow a seed of hospitality. God gave that seed a body, not of hospitality, but of a child she had given up hope of having in life. I'm saying that when you take a decision to serve the Lord, it will give that decision a body and it will appear in that critical area of your life where you need God. Serve the Lord your God and he shall bless. He will bless He's not a man that he should lie. He's not a son of man that he should repent of his word. As he said, he will he not do it? Serve the Lord and let him visit you. Because of time, responsibility one, decision. Decision in repentance in serving the Lord. Responsibility to action of faith. Action of faith. Take a decision of action of faith. All you hear the Spirit tells you, go there and put it to action. Let there be a translation from hearing to doing. Let there be a translation from hearing to do, take action. Action of faith. Action of faith. Take action of faith. And I said the other time, these are times, desperate times that require desperate actions. Actions based on the word of God. Action of faith. Desperate times requiring action of faith. Hallelujah. Desperate times requiring action of faith. In Mark chapter 5, the woman with the issue of blood was an outcast about, about the time when she had her issues. An outcast, as it were. But that was desperate time for her. And she spoke to herself. I have to take desperate action. I haven't been disappointed by men and not giving up on life. She decided to take desperate action. Against all odds, she penetrated the crowd until she got to where her solution was. And she touched. Actions based on faith withdraw the attention of the heavens. I repeat myself. Actions based on faith will attract the attention of heaven because Jesus had to stand still. Jesus was compelled to stand still because somebody touched her by her faith. It wasn't the physical touch that stopped Jesus. It was a drawing from him. Something came 
of virtue came out of him. And she wondered how that happened because he didn't authorize it. Jesus will look at the blind and authorize miracle. But somebody by her faith authorized miracle out of the one who has it but had no knowledge of what was going to happen. And he had to make inquiry. Who could do this? This is, this is not ordinary. Who drew virtue out of me without my knowledge? Faith is powerful. And when God sees faith, he's compelled to act. He's compelled to act. I speak by the spirit of God this morning. You have a deadline hanging on you. Listen for an instruction and act on it. And you will laugh. You will laugh. Let the still small voice instill into your heart specific instruction. Act. And you will laugh. The woman said, I will stand. I will touch. I will stand. If I may but touch. If I may but touch. If I may but touch. So it's just a touch of faith. A touch of faith. And he said, I will be in. Oh, she commanded her miracles. She ordered her miracles by herself. And God is very sensitive when it comes to the matter of faith. Very sensitive. That was a woman who drew virtue by faith from the master. And the master was compelled to stop because that was a very sensitive matter as far as he was concerned. He needed to know. And then, there was this other figure within that, conf that, 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 that situation and circumstance who was hanging on the benevolence of Jesus because his daughter was almost dying. Jairus believed Jesus enough to come ask him to pray for his daughter to be healed. And that was where Jesus was going to when the woman momentarily stopped Jesus by her faith. And then when Jesus was to go on with the journey, news came. Listen, you have an active enemy against your faith. Words of fear from quarters all over, social media especially, that will counter the word you have heard, the ones you are hearing now, that will strike the faith that has built up in you. News will come. And for that man, when that news came, what was the news? Don't bother the master anymore. The, 
that girl is dead. The master is good enough to heal, but the master is not good enough to raise from the dead. How wrong they were. Jesus saw that that was going to sweep Jairus off his feet. And immediately, immediately, immediately Jesus said unto him, Don't be afraid. Just believe. I, I, yes. Verse 36. Five, Mark chapter 5 verse 36. Over any word they said, Jesus told them, Don't be afraid. Told him. Just believe. Let's look at verse 35. Verse 35, please. Quickly, verse 35. When, while Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead. They said, why bother the teacher anymore? Verse 36. Now, overhearing what they said, Jesus overheard. Jesus overheard. Jesus saw a very bad signal because Jairus' faith has built up up to then enough for him to know that Jesus will heal her daughter. But Jesus had to react immediately at that point because faith was ebbing out. The moment Jairus had the news, the faith that was built up was ebbing out and Jesus had to intervene immediately. Over anyone that said, Jesus told him, don't lose that faith. If I'm good enough to heal, I'm better enough to raise from the dead. You had faith. So high. The beginning of the year. And then things tumbled. Probably because of government policies. And then it has gone from being sick to being dead. Hear the voice of Jesus. Don't be afraid. Just believe. I had faith enough to believe that my better half will surface at age 30 and then at age 35. And then at age 40, ah, I'm entering into dangerous zone. Can it happen again? Don't be afraid. Just believe. My period is now unstable. Signs of menopause. And I don't have a child yet. When it was still stable, I had belief and faith that the child would come. Now I'm seeing a progression of death and impossibility. Ah, don't be afraid. Just believe. It shall happen. It shall happen. Fix your gaze on Jesus. It shall happen. Don't turn your face from him. Fix your face on him. It shall happen. Because in the case of Jairus, it happened. 
Jesus got to the dead daughter and shouted, Talitha Kumi, which means, daughter, arise. Death could not hold her. Death could no longer hold her down. The power of death was broken. The child woke from the sleep of death. And Jesus said, give us something to eat. Ah, that son of the widow that was being taken for burial. Jesus stopped the procession. He said, bring him down. He took the hand. The dead rose. Jesus gave back the dead boy unto our mother alive. The giver of life to the dead is here. It gives life to that which is dead in you. That which is dead about you. That which is dead around you. And delivers you to you alive. Now in the name of Jesus. Bow down your ears and let's pray. We take the song of faith until I believe the Lord will have us proceed. Tori Peshe, Anuid Rolaila. Tori Peshe, Anuid Of the greatness 
of your God.
order your battle this morning. Command the mountains to go. Open your mouth and begin to pray. Command the mountains to go. Order your battle this morning. 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 If the mountain has a name, mention the name and command it to go. If you have faith like the mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea, and it shall be so. Every mountain before us this morning, I command you to be cast into the sea of forgetfulness in the name of Jesus. Order your battle, order your battle. Order your battle. Order your battle. Command the mountains to move. Command the mountains to move. Cast the mountains into the sea of forgiveness. The mountain of sickness. I command you to go. I cast you out in the name of Jesus. I cast you into the sea in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Mountain of indebtedness. Mountain of indebtedness. In the name of Jesus, I cast you out. I cast you out. I command you move into the sea. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you for visiting us again this morning. We lift you high above the heavens. Give you glory and honor. For you are good and your mercy endures forever. As sons in the house, we have exercised our authority. And we know all that we have said, all that we have uttered, all that we have commanded, uh, we shall see performances in the name of Jesus. Thank you, mighty Father. Give him praise. Give him glory. Lift up your hands and exalt him. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. You wept before you came to church. You will weep again. But this time around, it's going to be the weep. The weeping of joy. It is going to be the weeping of joy. I won't say you won't weep, oh, you will weep again. But it will be the weeping of joy. Because those who go in the night bearing their sheaves in tears sowing, shall without fear return in the morning with sheaves sheaves at the harvest of seed you are returning with harvest and when you carry the harvest and uh, tears uh, fill your face they will ask you why are you weeping you will tell them what you have seen in my hands and many years of toiling and sowing and eventually I am carrying my harvest I am weeping for joy whereas I wept over labor last night I'm weeping for joy this morning that is our Lord in the name of Jesus give him thanks exalt his name Father thank you 